Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to America Meditating. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We are broadcasting live from the Meditation Museum today in downtown Silver Spring. And we have a special guest on, David Lynch, in which we will talk to him later about some of the work that he's been doing regarding meditation and just how it has impacted his life. For those of you who've been following us over the last few months, we have been incredibly surprised, touched, and humbled by the enormous response to just all of your text messages, emails, but your listenership. It becomes clear to all of us here in the studio more and more and more that our nation is looking for some sort of an inner response to the challenges of our external world. There's no doubt that whatever is going on inside is impacting our external world. But perhaps we're looking to find a new narrative where we reduce the influence of the external and increase the influence of the internal, which means what my soul speaks, what is my soul saying, and when I get to the real heart of the soul, don't I come back to love? And isn't love the cure? And I'm not talking about love that's mushy-mushy or airy-fairy. I'm talking about love that breaks walls down. I'm talking about the love that looks in, in, in the face of adversity and doesn't see adversity but sees an opportunity to shine. I've got to tell you all the story that took place over the weekend. Um, we had a couple and her husband has been practicing Raja Yoga meditation and he has become so happy. You know, he's found his power. He's walking into his right. And I have to tell you, he's one of the top financial executives here in Washington, D.C. Needless to say, his wife has become extremely um, unhappy with his newfound joy. And she's also kind of put the blame on us that we've been a little bit, you know, breaking them apart. And, of course, um, uh, Saturday he came by to pick up some materials and I was sitting in the living room and I said, you know, how is so-and-so? And he said, she's in the car. And I mean, she doesn't want to come in and he says, oh, we don't want her to come in. You know, there'd be the Mahabharat going on if she were to come in. Folks, in that moment I sat in the chair and I said to myself, what does my heart say? And my heart said, just go out and see how she's doing. And then I asked, what would my ego say? My ego says, don't go. You know, she's irate. She's going to get upset. She's going to be angry, etc., etc." So I paused for a minute and I said, who must win here, my heart or my ego? And I went to a little treasure store that we have of gifts. And I bought this. I got this beautiful gold ladybug uh, candle thing that we have in storage. And I took it outside and... I just opened her car door and I just looked at her and I said, listen, my heart told me to come out and just see how you're doing. And my ego was saying, don't come out because she might yell at you or get upset. I said, you see how we're constantly in battle with ourselves? But at least my heart won and I just wanted to see how you were. And if I were to tell you the scene that happened when we both locked eyes, I learned the power of love. And perhaps she learned that this was not about breaking anyone apart. This was about making people into better people. 
And I wanted to share that story with you because when you come onto the path of meditation, you come onto the path of winning over your limitations. And, you know, this is where I feel that America meditating is going to be moving us towards a more reflective nation. And who better yet to talk to more about the work that he's been doing in the country and globally other than David Lynch. David Lynch is the founder and chairman of the Board of Trustees of the David Lynch Foundation for Consciousness-Based Education and World Peace. He's also an award-winning director, writer, producer, painter, composer, actor, and let's not forget, meditator. (laughs) I believe he's just finished a new album called The Big Dream, and we'll be asking David about that. And also he has authored several books, included the Catching the Big Fish, Meditation, Consciousness, and Creativity. I can go on and on about David, but I'm sensing that David's really not into titles and all of that. He's into making a difference because perhaps he has made a difference in his own life. So we're going to get David on the air now. David, welcome to America Meditating. Thanks so much for joining us. Good to be here with you, Sister Jenna. Thanks. Did you hear my story that happened to me this weekend? Yes, I did. Wasn't that interesting? Yes, it's great. (laughs) You know, when the heart wins over the ego, you feel this very quiet, private victory in yourself, which you can never explain to anyone. Right. That's a big universal love. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. And talking about big things, um, I was told that you've just finished a new project called The Big Dream. Mm-hmm. It has I, to do I, with... You know, I work with my friend Dean Hurley, and we make music, and this is our second album that uh, we finished, and it's out in the stores right now. I don't know if it's everybody's cup of tea, but um, we like it, and it was really, really, really um, great time making it. Well, you know, once it serves us, I think it becomes at least a few people's cup of tea. Okay, fantastic. (laughs) All right, so I just wanted to update you. Um, America Meditating has become a movement where we're really looking into increasing an impactful narrative in the country. And uh, I'm sure you're hearing the situations with the Zimmerman case and this young boy that we felt was taken innocently without a reason, Trayvon. And we're really looking at how we can reduce the violence and just the negativity in the country, especially at this time. Now, when I was growing up, meditation to me was something kind of out there and you were kind of escaping and we're hoping to change that that idea because it's so much more. It has nothing to do with that. So we're hoping to change the concept of meditation. And this is why I would love for you to share with our listeners, what was David like before meditation? And what is he now during meditation? <laughs> well, Sister Jenna, um, my job today is to tell you and the people about transcendental meditation nowadays meditation is like a generic term like yoga you know it's uh people out in the world think all meditations are the same and you can pick up any one of them and you know and and boogie whatever you want but Mm -hmm. we live now in a scientific age and 
there's been so much research done on various forms of meditation and so much research to the point where I can honestly say if someone took away my transcendental meditation as taught by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, I would not know what meditation to take its place. Um, in brain research, transcendental meditation meditators on the EEG machine will meditate for 20 minutes and they see on the EEG machine a most wondrous thing. When a human being transcends, that means experiencing the deepest level of life, ocean of pure consciousness, unity, oneness, the source, reality, the absolute, the being, they see total brain coherence, the boom, the full brain lights up, and they call it total brain coherence and transcending. That's the key word. Transcending is the only experience in life that uses the full brain. And any other thing we do in life uses just one little part, this little part for playing the piano, this little part for singing, this little part for painting, this little part for physics. So much so that the scientists used to tell us that the human being only uses 5 or 10% of the brain. Here's an experience transcending that utilizes the full brain, gives it total brain coherence, and in regular practice of transcending every day, that coherence stays more and more and more, giving rise to higher states of consciousness and ultimately supreme enlightenment, which is the full potential of us human beings. This field within is eternal, it's unbounded, it's infinite, it's immortal, it's immutable. And we human beings are separated from that. We need a technique to truly, truly get us there to experience that. And every time we experience it, we infuse more and more, and we expand our consciousness truly and all positive qualities. This field within is all positive Unbounded intelligence is there, unbounded creativity, unbounded love, unbounded happiness, unbounded energy, unbounded peace. When we experience that, we grow in those all positive qualities. Concentration forms of meditation, contemplation forms of meditation, and a lot of mantra forms of meditation do not give you this transcending. And to me, it's a sadness that people think they're getting the real thing and they're not getting down in there deep and they're not transcending and therefore they don't see real, real benefits just rushing forward. Transcendental meditation is now being given to students in some of the worst schools in the country and, in, and the teachers and the principal and the staff. And in one year, those schools turn 180 degrees around into a school you would love to go to. The kids are happier, their grades go up, their relationships improve, because it comes truly from the deepest level within. Who Gold flowing in, garbage going out. Because That's when right. you bring this... Yes? I'm, I'm on a roll. <laughs> I love it. I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm in full support of that. Because and I have so like, that's what I would like to tell the people, Sister Jenna, that, yeah. um, you know, Maharishi revived a most beautiful ancient form of meditation. And it truly works. And it transforms your life. 
And um, I would say, I want to do something that truly, truly works. And now I've been meditating twice a day for 40 years. I've never missed a meditation. And like I said, I every bit of research shows that, you know, I, you know, I want to stay with transcendental meditation as taught by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. It's not against any religion. This field within doesn't belong to any one religion, or it belongs to all of them. And it doesn't belong to any one person. It belongs to all of us human beings. And one name for this field within is the self, with a capital S. There's a line, know thyself. This is the self they're talking about. Experience it, know it, and unfold it, and become that. That's supreme enlightenment, total fulfillment, total liberation, total happiness, zero negativity it's it's so beautiful and this is the full potential of the human being you know it's it needs unfolding and you need a technique that truly works right right i hear you i hear you you know coming from india and um observing culturally this habit of sitting down and being present or sitting down and always being reflective or going to japan or or africa or many nations the caribbean um, I found that in America, um, sitting down and contemplating or, because I don't believe meditation is just a sitting down practice, I believe it is an awareness that you carry within yourself about how enlightened you were originally designed as, okay? So my question to you, David, is why do you think this country struggles with simple practices like meditation, transcendental meditation, or anything that moves them more towards self-enlightenment. Any thoughts because, on that? You know, people, people are always suspect of something new, something different, something, and it seems weird. So they think that there are goofballs out there meditating, and that's why research is so important, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, with scientific research, more and more and more people are getting to the idea, oh, this really is something that works. This is a real thing, and we need this. And that's what's happening in the world today. The receptivity for transcendental meditation is growing by leaps and bounds. And um, the, just the word meditation now is accepted more and more and more. And there's a, still some lack of knowledge. People still in certain parts of the country say that it's a religion or it's against, you know, they just, um, they're told that it's not for them. But in truth, it's for all human beings. Human well, yes. beings. Did you and, hear and, the case? And it, pardon? Did you hear the case, sorry, did you hear the case in the Ensenadi School District where Ashtang Yoga was being practiced and a group of concerned citizens took the school board to court? By the way, they lost the case, so you could still practice this yoga and meditation in the Ensenada School District, which was in San Diego. And I think the work that you are doing in, you know, really supporting the fact that TM really assists people in changing their lives for the better, when you can take that into perhaps some of the worst school systems or in prisons or helping with the military folks that are really coming back damaged, it speaks volumes, David, and it is making a story. And this is where I really turn to you on a personal note. Over the years that you've been meditating, 
because um, I like to break down this practice of one spiritual practice um, practically. Um, there must have been some roadblocks in your meditations. What were they like and how did you overcome them? Because this question is for the people who tend mm-hmm. to shy away from in to you know going into meditation and trying to find it as something pleasurable for them what were your roadblocks and how did you get over them because i know i've had my own roadblocks when my past impressions of my soul's journey would get in the way of my bliss and my truth and i knew it was through my own thought shifting that would get me out of that and doing good actions or what we call in hindi good karma right. what did you do okay you do? so you know, I was just a regular person going along. You know, I was—I always just wanted to be a painter. Painting led to film, and so I—I I just kept getting green lights in film. But looking back, I was filled with stress. I was filled with worries. I was filled with tension. I had a real anger inside me that I took out on my first wife. I was—I um, felt. I looking back. I was weak. I was not self-assured. And I had a kind of a, uh, in the beginning, you know, when the Beatles were with Maharishi, and I thought meditation was a total waste of time. Sitting with your eyes closed, I wanted just to work. And then I heard an expression, true happiness, not, true happiness is not out there. True happiness lies within and I started thinking there was a truth to that, but the phrase doesn't tell you where the within is, nor does it tell you how to get there. So to me, it was a very frustrating phrase. Then I thought, maybe meditation is the way to go within. Then I started looking, and I found there's many, many different kinds of meditation. And I looked into this one, and I looked into that one. I read about this. I read about that. And nothing seemed to be right. And my sister called one day and told me about Maharishi Mahesh Yogi's Transcendental Meditation. I liked what she told me about it in light of all the other things I've been looking into. But I also heard a change in her voice, more self-assuredness than I'd ever heard before, more happiness in her than I'd felt before. And I said, this is it. This is what I want. And I got it, and I never looked back. And there were no, there's, there's, you know, we have stresses in us. We have impurities. We have all these things. Transcendental meditation, from your first meditation, you will transcend. It's such a beautiful, euphoric experience. You wish you could stay there. You pop out with thoughts, and then you dive again. In transcendental meditation, you're given a mantra. A mantra is a very specific sound vibration thought. And the mantra you get from Maharishi is like a law of nature designed for a specific purpose. And that purpose is to turn the awareness from out 180 degrees to within. And because the human being always wants to go to fields of greater happiness, once the awareness is turned within, you'll naturally dive deeper through mind and intellect because each deeper level of mind and each deeper level of intellect has more happiness, more charm, they say. So you just slide in, within, within, and at the border of intellect, boom, you transcend, you experience that unbounded ocean, unbounded awareness. It's an unbounded bliss. Oh, it's so beautiful. 
And you, okay, every well, time you that. experience that, you infuse some, you grow in that, and it just then you just go about your business. You add this now, technique to your life and boogie. And, David, I love that, you know, all the boom and the ah and the ooh, you know, and then you've got a lot of folks that say, I don't have that. Now, my question really was, during now your journey, you're on TM now, you're doing transcendental meditation, you have transcended from a different David. During this process of your meditation practice, what have been some of your roadblocks and how did you overcome them? Because for there's, many there's of my no, There's no roadblocks. What you do is you, you, mo- you meditate as you were taught. And I like that. It, it, transcendental like meditation, it. the beauty of it, Sister Jenna, like is that, that it is easy that. and effortless. And I love that. There are roadblocks. I like that one. There's, there's, it's, it's, if, you, if you transcend every day, life gets right. better and better and better. You get more I happiness. You get more energy, you get more inner peace, you get more creativity. Intelligence goes up. They didn't think that IQ could go up in people, but when you transcend, that IQ starts climbing up. And this thing of love, universal love starts coming in. You start getting along with people, relationships improve, the whole world looks better. It's very, very beautiful. And you're unfolding your full potential as a human being. It's very, very good. You're speaking to the choir. Now, you've been quoted as saying that your earliest memory of God was like a feeling of happiness and that you still do believe in God, uh, but in a slightly less form. Who or what is God to you at this stage in your life? Well, um, I think, um, you know, they say that um, God, the Almighty Merciful Father, is... Um, is the the father of the whole thing, and that one day we will meet God and be one with God, and uh, it was it's like uh, where they say we're sparks off the div- divine flame. We've been sent out on this long, long journey, and we are finding our way home. And when you come home, you're one with the Father. And uh, no one could ever be greater than the Father, but you could be one with and sit at the feet of the Lord as masters of all you survey, be immutable, immortal, unbounded, infinite, and eternal, and in total bliss. And um, this is the this is the thing we're we're all as human beings headed toward. And um, it's it's a very beautiful it's a very beautiful trip, but if you want to unfold it, you need a technique to get to that transcendent, to experience it, infuse it, and grow in that. Right, right. I came across a quote about five years ago, and the quote said, "Silence refuses no one." And behind the quote was this image of light, and it said. I am God, your Father. And I thought that was very powerful because what it was saying is there is this beautiful glow and beautiful energy that exists. And he says, if you come to me, your mind must be free of waste. means be silent inside. This is so beautiful, Sister Janet. Silence and dynamism. Infinite silence and infinite dynamism, they say, is the transcendent. And this silence is 
is the is the eternal reality and dynamism is part of it so there's always the manifest and the unmanifest and in enlightenment Maharishi says you get 200% of life you own all that is manifest and all that is unmanifest and that infinite silence you're absolutely right it's it's um you 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 get there when the system is totally clean and you you can have that experience um you know eternally and yeah, until the, the system that. is clean you can sneak in there from time to time yeah. and you know, and have that experience you wish it would stay forever but you come back out and you dive in again so right exactly but exactly. it's such a beautiful th- it's so important if, if the audience knows yeah. to transcend is the key thing transcend right. and transcendental right. meditation will give you that easily and effortlessly it's concentration and contemplation will keep you on the surface this allows you to dive all the way within right. transcend and experience we that call, infinite silence we call in india the space that you're talking about is the area of the sanskaras which are like the sum total of the many lies that the soul has taken the, the samskaras are you know get burned up in enlightenment those exactly. samskaras are they're not there. Those samskaras are the desires and things that keep you bringing you back. Right. Well, let me share with you an acronym that I've used in all of my lectures. It's called ALGI. And A stands for anger, L, lust, G, greed, A, attachment, E for ego. And when the soul decides to go into that love link to that divine, to the supreme energy, the love that comes from God, the silent power that comes from God, begins to delete or absolve that algae in the soul, and then we start to move towards that enlightenment. So when I saw that quote, when it said, silence refused no one, it hit me so deeply that if I can open myself up to trust that I'm worthy to be loved so powerfully by that source, then algae no longer has a part of my story. And so this is where, you know, when I look at the country, America, and I look at the challenges that we have been enduring within the last especially 10 or 12 years, um, I want to close off with this last question to you because I know that working with children is important for you. If America were to become a more reflective nation, what would or could we look forward to experiencing how do you think it would impact our children? Well, it would be like night and day. You know, like uh, you know, you're, what we're talking about is the nature of life is bliss. The individual right. is cosmic, and when you transcend and experience that, experience the big self with a capital S, you get happier. So it would be a nation that would be happier. There's unbounded creativity, a nation that would be building a a really great, bright future with this tremendous creativity and intelligence. Love is there. You infuse that, grow in that. It would be a loving nation. It wouldn't be, you know, a non-loving, you know, um, attacking nation. It would be a loving nation. And it would be an energetic... People are so tired and stressed. Stress... This is transcendental meditation. If, if it's one thing, it's a stress buster. 
It's many, many, many things. When you transcend, they call it a holistic experience. So all avenues of life improve. America would be a shining, shining example to the world if they would, you know, you know, enliven this field of unity within and enjoy that and and you know radiate that. So this is all kind of in the works, and it's a great big beautiful world. And tell the people that transcending is the key. And transcendental meditation will allow you to transcend first time, every time, easily and effortlessly. It's a beautiful, profound, very important technique. My dear brother, it's been um, an incredible treat. I especially love your enthusiasm. May there be many David Lynch's in the world so we could make this place and this world a better place. Could you Bless your heart, Sister listen? Jenna. You're, you're a great soul. Thank you. Please let us know how we can find out more information about David Lynch or uh, Foundation or whatever you'd like us to know. DavidLynchFoundation.org on the Internet. Uh, you can learn uh, a lot about us uh, there. It's a, it's a great group, and there's so many programs, like you mentioned, um, where you know we're working, and uh, they can find out about it there, DavidLynchFoundation.org. May you continue to keep transcending and keep making the impact